welcome to the Creative Marketing Show with your host, Rosh Sillers. I graduated from college in 1993. As a young photographer, I was starting to learn the idea of diversification and the importance of having different areas of my photography business. When I got out of school, I started off as a photographer. I started working, actually I had started working a few years into my college career at a newspaper. And that was pretty steady work. And I started to look around and see what other types of photography I could do, because that was the only a part-time gig. But it was great experience and part of certainly a part of my, my career story. And I started adding different types of photography to my portfolio and different types of activities. And the da- downturn started, economic downturn started. And I started to see that some of the business that I had developed had started to slip while others remain steady. And that really taught me the lesson of having to continuously find new types of income for my business. I've often talked about how um, you get a big client and you can count on it for maybe two to three years. Just because things change, especially in the world of big business, big, large clients, they never seem to stay around that long. It's usually no fault of your own. People change internally. Um, I just had a huge client a year ago. They lost their contract, and that was it. They didn't need me anymore. It was no fault of my own, but it happens. And so that diversification is really important. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the Creative Marketing Show. My name is Rosh, and This show is all about finding your unique success combination, and we have a combination of 7531, and that's seven sources of income, and you don't have to start with seven sources of income, but I want to talk about that a little bit more today and talk about different ways you can find new income for your business without stepping away from your core of who you are, what your business is about. And I think that's what sometimes gets people a little confused. They think they need to totally do something different to diversify. And that's not the case at all. So that is what we're talking about. Uh, We also talk about five different people in your life to help guide you outside of your business um, in three processes. Processes are an important part of growing your business. And we talk about that a lot in the last show. So if you haven't checked that out, definitely take a a listen. Um, If you're listening on the podcast, welcome. You're probably listening on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, um, or even Spotify. Spotify is another place you can catch this show. And of course, you can catch me live on YouTube every week. And I host this show at roshsillers.com. So there are a lot of ways to catch me. And I I really am looking forward to sharing some of these ideas with you today. Big shout out to the photography community. That's a big part of the community that follows me. But there are a lot of small business, creative people, entrepreneurs who follow this show. And I love sharing with all of you and giving you, you some ideas that can really help you out, especially You know, I've really been thinking more and more about it. 
And it's not because the stock market was going any one direction, but sometimes, you know, it's it, the, the economy is getting long in the tooth. I mean, it really is. I mean, that's a phrase you, I'm sure more than one person is is used because the fact is, you know, generally there's something that you know, kicks an economy down. Usually economies don't just, I mean, we think of them as cycles and there is a sense of a cycle, but it's usually something that triggers that that uh, downturn. And hey, we've been pretty lucky so far and, and it continues to grow. And But you got to start thinking about, you know, you need to be prepared. You need to have some other sources of income for your business to make sure that you're not going to find yourself in a really bad position. I've often found when I, out coming out of a recession, you know, the people who persistent and keep going tend to win. And when you, if you can make it through that recession, you tend to come out stronger and in a, in a better position. And I found that throughout uh, the uh, recessions that I've been in. Uh, and so, you know, maybe that'll be the case the next time around. Let's certainly hope so for all of us. So what are some of the things that you can do? And, you know, I think, first of all, we start with our core. First of all, know who we are. What is our core business? And once you understand that, and you probably do, you've been doing it for a while, or you're trying to build it right now. Now you need to think about how are, what are some other ways in which people are using your product or service? Are there some different ways in which they are using it? Sometimes people create products or have inventions and they put them out there in the world and they find that people are using them differently than they originally start off using them for. And, and the same with services. So, you know, think about talking to your customers and ask them, what are some other ways? Or if, if they're not able to come up with new ways that they have been using your product or service on their own, um, what are some ways they wish they could use your product or service? That can really diversify into a new product area. Sometimes diversifying our companies with additional streams, especially if it's a company itself, um, you want to try different types of um, income streams, although still coming to the same location. So it doesn't necessarily have to be seven streams going all over into different places. Uh, so think about what people are complaining about. Think about um, what people are saying. Which uh, Look for customers that really are right in front of you. I think that's really what I'm trying to say. A lot of times, new opportunities and new customers are sitting right in front of you with new opportunities. You just have to listen. And again, sometimes it's, it's the complaints. It's the, the little things that you've heard over and over again, but never acted on. Oh, that would be nice. What are the extremes? What are the extreme services that you could create? Um, just combine new ideas as we talk about the combination code. Okay, so you can also package your products. You can... Maybe if you have two or three different types of products that you package them together, that could help just increase sales. That may not be a new source of income, but it can certainly increase the sales. Or maybe you can partner with somebody else who has a business that complements yours. And that way, maybe you could make a little money by referring that person. That's another nice source of income. So you could have... You could find probably six sources of income just by referral sources. In other words, people who are looking for a similar target market 
and or maybe not even a similar market, but you do work together. There's some kind of synergy there. There's something that you, there's a reason, a good reason that you find customers that you could refer to this other person. And maybe you can get a cut of that opportunity. That is not a bad way to go. It can also help your business because those people can also refer you if you have a good um, system down. So that that is something to consider. Think of different complementary types of services, products that you can bring into your business or that you can refer from your business. Another thing that you can do, once you get through the process of running your business, we often talk about it. a lot of people don't start because they're trying to figure out all the things. I was just having a conversation with somebody the other day who was talking about how she wanted to start her business. She wanted to get going. She's been thinking about it for quite a while, but she still has more things to figure out. And those things that she has to figure out are steps that she has to go through, processes she has to go through to understand how she could fix them. She doesn't want to make any mistakes ahead of time. But the thing is, she's going to make mistakes. And you have to go through that process from beginning to end to understand what you can do better. But once you understand that process, you can now do this next thing, that, which can be a really good lucrative source of income for you and your business, and that's consulting. Consult. Take that experience that you have when you've gone through a process a few times even. That's why a lot of times people who have been through these big experiences go out on the road and start speaking because they can share that experience and help other people learn from their experiences, whether experiences in business, or sometimes it's a legal issue or a medical issue. They've gone through it. Sometimes it's a really serious illness. They've been through the process of being diagnosed all the way through the end to being healed. And they understand those steps and they can share that with empathy, uh, how and what you need to do next. And the same thing goes with business. When you go through these processes, you can take those little bits and you can share them. You, can, you don't, have, don't have to share the whole thing. You can just take something that an element that people tend to be very interested in in those processes. You can educate people. You can educate people through courses, online courses, or the local community college, or create a package online, create your own courses. There are many different ways you can do it. You could local community college, or you can create a course online through your own packaging system, or you can use like a Udemy Academy kind of a thing where you the, the system's already set up. All you have to do is plug in your knowledge and you can make some money that way. So don't, you know, don't be shy. There, there are people who would like to hear from you. And if you can learn to speak in front of a crowd, you can speak in front of groups. I've made plenty of you know, money and opportunities and side money by speaking to groups many times through the years, uh, whether on tour for a book or just just taking information. That's what I did in the mid 2000s, just taking the information that I was learning on social media and in, in just traveling the country and a little bit of the world to share that information that people had a thirst for, knowledge that they wanted in my specific industry. And that's the thing. You can take that information that you have. And there may be a million gurus out there, but 
is there one in your industry specific or there there's very few there's quite often fewer people within your industry specific maybe there's one or two people that everybody knows and that's fine but you might be able to take it and uh in in kind of develop your own brand your own angle become an influencer online you can make money that way as many of us know you can make so, some little extra money on youtube doing that um and uh, yes, um, Harley's saying different gurus bring different perspectives. And that's an excellent point. That kind of leads to last week uh, when we're talking about, you know, actually a couple of videos I had over the last couple of weeks where I was saying, look, nobody has your eye. Nobody has your point of view, has your experience. Everybody can bring something new to the table. And so in theory, everybody could be a consultant and there would still be enough to, to go around. You know, it's, it's one of those things that people have opportunities. You just have to embrace them when you see them. And you can start off with your local chamber of commerce just to get your feet wet. You, uh, local groups, there are many groups out there that bring in a speaker locally all the time. You can warm up there. And if you feel that, that this is working for you, and a lot of times when you do that, when you speak in person, you find clients. Uh, it's happened many times for me. People afterwards walk up to you, hey, can you help or consult with our company to help us get into the, go hit the right direction? And, and absolutely, there's an opportunity. So being an influencer, speaking, very good. Uh, let's see. Uh, another thing you can do, and this is maybe more of a, a couple of practical things, one, you can maybe purchase the building that you're in and rent out additional offices. So if you're in a building, there's an opportunity to purchase it, or you can purchase a building nearby that you feel is still, still has a great location but has a few extra offices. You can take the opportunity and rent those out. I know a few people who've done that successfully. Uh, I mean, office building rental certainly goes up and down, certainly with the economy. I mean, the economy goes down. You're hoping that will be a you know another source of income. Uh, sometimes it turns out to backfire, and now you have a bigger rent payment. Uh, but if you get some good solid tenants in there, you can always you can often work together. Maybe you'll lose one or two, but it just just depends. It depends on where you are, depends on the economy, and of course the businesses that those people are in. For example, medical. Uh, I was talking about this recession, you know, possibility with my wife, and she looked at me and said, "Yep, it's going to affect you." <laughs> She's in the medical field. She's like not going to affect me. Everybody's going to still get sick. <laughs> she looks at hearts all day. And so, you know, it obviously it depends on, on your business. And, and so, yeah, maybe that's why I, I, I've been through a lot of them. And I know in the advertising marketing world, you know, photography world, there is a big hit. Um, it always happens. And that's why I'm so big on this diversification because it's saved me so many times through the years. Another thing you can do is franchise. You can franchise your idea. Now, if, you, if your franchise involves real estate and, and so forth, I mean, it can get rather complicated, but I know some people, I actually did a uh, photography shoot for somebody who's local, who's really building a nice franchise and he's doing a great job. And I know people who franchise maybe their consulting processes and practices. So maybe you have a really good process that you use that you can then, um, just turn it into kind of a 
franchise kind of a product or service that other people can take on and maybe even consulting franchise. There's a lot of ways you can approach this. It's not always, you know, McDonald's franchise. That's, you know, that's usually what we think about, you know, fast food restaurants as franchise. Franchise, there are many different types of franchises out there and not all of them require a bricks and mortar location. Um, I, I know a gentleman, he's doing great. Um, he has one of the blind companies, the blinds. You know, you sell blinds and you put them up in people's houses. He's doing a really good job. And he came from the corporate world, he has a nice truck, and it, it, that's his that's his office. And he goes from place to place, puts them in, does, does it, and it's working great. So there are a lot of ways you can do that. Now, if you're going to do something like that, look for maybe a franchise that complements what you're already doing. So again, so you don't have to split up too much, but you can still diversify. It depends. I mean, if you're going to go into the the home um, blinds and interior furnishing kind of business, you probably have to be pretty darn committed to that. But if you already have something related to that direction, hey, not a bad idea. Uh, multi-level marketing. Um, I'm not a big multi-level marketing person, uh, but I've seen some people do all right with it. Um, I guess I would say if you're going to do that, make sure it's something that it's a product that you really like. You know, don't don't think about it because you know, I and honestly, a lot of people make their money by recruiting others, and that's of course the stigma of the whole thing. And I I don't necessarily like to do that, um, but again, as I said, some people are doing well with that. However, you can certainly make additional money with multi-level marketing. Um, and if you have a product that you like and you like to share, again, nothing wrong with that. There, there are some opportunities there, but it just has to be the right product. And you believe it or not, there are some products out there that are multi-level marketing that you didn't really even realize are multi-level marketing. So something to consider, something to look out for. And it's an easy way to get into some additional income, especially again, if it's a product that you believe in. Because you know, I did I did a video recently on sales. It's a big long video on sales. And one of the things that I did not say that I meant to say in the video, and I may actually do another video as a follow-up. When I was selling regularly, when I, um, where did I, I, well, I've sold at a few places, but I, I sold at a furniture store for a couple of years. I noticed that when I felt good, when I could walk in, my chin's held high, and I'm saying hello to everyone, I sold more that day. And when I came in, not feeling my best, kind of grumpy or something, I didn't sell as much. And, you know, once in a while, there's a fluke that'd go one way or the other. But for the most part, you could tell my sales for the day based on my attitude. Because people pick up on that. So it really is important to, to understand that. So if you really like something, feel good and feel confident about what you're selling, you're going to have a much, much better luck doing uh, doing that selling. And it doesn't matter what you're selling, whether it's your core product or service or other um, somebody else's product or service. Okay. Some things I think are worth at least mentioning when trying to grow your business and thinking about the different parts of it. One, you know, how can you gr grow more leads? Um, we talked about partnerships. I think that's certainly always one of the best ways to go about it. But also think about how you can decrease expenses. I look at my list of services that I 
a lot of software as a service. I have a big, long list of things that I use in my marketing company. And sometimes it's worth, you know, you can save a quick hundred bucks by just canceling out some duplicate services. Sometimes services overlap a little bit and you can figure out which one might be the best. Maybe you have three and you could get rid of one. And if you can go through that process and understand, okay, where can I cut without hurting the quality of what I'm offering? So, you know, as I often say, accountants can save a company and they can destroy a company. Destroying the company culture, just you know, making it all about dollars and cents rather than the experience of working with you. I mean, you, you're going to be really efficient for that month, but then when nobody else wants to engage with you guys uh, or me or anyone else, because it's just not a good experience working with you because everything's been cut out, then you, you start to wonder, okay, why, why, why is it the company's not growing? Because sometimes you cut too far. And you have to keep the spirit. That's why a lot of times family-owned companies die after a bigger company comes along and, and purchases at them because the spirit, the family spirit is gone. It's not a it's not a family-owned company. It's now an investment. And that can really be hurtful <laughs> to a business. All right, um, move some notes around here. All right, um, another thing you can do is increase your rates, add value. Increasing your rates is, um, I think, always a good idea this time of year. It's not a bad time to increase your rates. Um, I will probably increase my rates a little bit this year and keep the practice of doing so. And if somebody balks, if somebody says, no way, especially if, if you have clients, I don't always re raise my rates to my current clients, but the new people coming in say, look, it, Everybody has been paying this rate over the last year. I'm going to increase the new people by 10% because I have a good base. I've had the confidence that I know my value. And if I increase everything by 10% and keep that continuous, you know, uh, increase going, it's going to give you a little more leverage down the road, especially maybe if you have to pull back a little bit because of a recession, as we've been talking about. So there are things, there are good reasons to continuously increase. And in a sense, it's a new source of income, an additional source of income that you normally, that you wouldn't have had if you wouldn't have taken the opportunity to reevaluate your pricing. Okay. I think another last thing before I get into the question and answer. If you have questions, feel free to put them in the chat on the side. Those of you who are catching this on the replay, thank you. And you can put your questions in the comments below. And of course, if you have not already, do subscribe to the channel and uh, hit the bell icon so you're notified when I go live. So you can ask me questions uh, when I'm here. Uh, usually on Mondays around 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time is usually when I usually like to hit that switch and say hello to everyone. So I have, a, I have three questions again today that I've gathered from the community. And again, those of you who are in the chat, put the, your any questions you may have related. And it can be related to our topic today in terms of diversifying and finding new income sources. Or maybe you have a great idea that you want to share with the community and people who will be watching this video later. And uh, But if it's any anything related to marketing, because these questions that I grabbed from the community, um, they're, they're, they're pretty diverse questions. Okay, so this one has to do, this first question has to do with AdWords. It, it, or I, I believe it does because it's sound, based on the way it's um, set up. Retail store and 
they have a retail store and people really aren't filling out forms online for their store. What can they do? I have run into this and I've been talking about it a little bit over the last few weeks. I've been using more and more just call only ads. I just switched over one of uh, my dental clients to that to, well, he, he had that available. People could call the office, but most people were clicking the link and going to the landing page and they weren't filling out the forms. So I decided to kind of make 80% of that traffic call only, and it's working. He's getting more calls. I think he's a little more satisfied. We'll see. We we're still pretty early in the game. Um, I've, I've mentioned it, um, in a few situations and I, I'll probably mention it again in the coming weeks as I get more information, but I have a, another client that is purely call only they're pure retail. And I know I've talked about them and there's because they are a franchise. And so they purchased the franchise and they, they're bricks and mortar, but they don't want to keep, you know, they want to spend all their money and send it to the corporate site. Cause they really don't have their own website at this point. It's a pretty small franchise. So they're saying, okay, we are sending some of them to that page because part of the branding, uh, we're just totally dominating a zip code right now with ads all over the place. And you have to have some kind of a link to a website for what we're doing. So we do it, send them to the corporate page, which their address. So people within that zip code would only go to their store anyway, if they looked it up. So hopefully that, that seems to be helpful and it's not that expensive, but when it comes down to it, when you feel like, okay, sometimes you just need to get away from those forms and people aren't filling out the forms. People are bouncing off the site, but you know, based on what they're saying in the, um, in the search, you know they're looking for what you offer. Maybe you just need to talk to them. Maybe you'll do a better job talking to them. Maybe your website isn't quite doing the trick right now. So maybe you can try that. And it's about the same price per click. And you can set up your conversion rate based on how long they are talking to you on the phone. So the, the conversion rate for this client is 30 seconds. So if somebody's talking to you for 30 seconds, we consider that a conversion. So that's something to consider. Um, I think it, I'm doing more and more of it for more clients that we're having a little, just not having the results. Now I have other clients that that's it. You know, they go to the landing page, people fill out the form and life's good and people are buying. So it really just depends on the business. Okay. Uh, seems like I have, um, as many, as many clients leaving as I do coming in. Uh, what, what is it that I can do? Well, that's the retention conversation that I actually wanted to have a, a moment ago. It, customer retention is a good way to keep your business going. And when I feel that that happens to me, which it does, it does happen where sometimes I feel like, wow, I, I just gained two new clients, but oh no, one client or maybe two didn't renew. Hmm. Why? It's usually because I'm not doing what I need to do in terms of my retention campaign. When we talk about marketing, we have four areas of marketing, awareness, traffic, conversions, and retention. And retention is the one area a lot of people forget about. You work so hard to earn your customers, but then you don't keep in good communication with them. And communication is half the battle. 
And one of the things I've been doing and was doing, and I, I stopped about six months ago just because I was overwhelmed by it. Uh, it was, I've had, I had a lot of clients and had a lot of meetings and doing this additional step took a lot of time. And, and that's something that I want to hand off to somebody else. And that's kind of my goal in the new year, bringing somebody else in to hand this part off to. And that is creating these reports, showing them what was the ROI specifically. We can talk about it all day long. I can have my meetings with my clients. I can talk about how things were going. But when you can really see the numbers, a lot of these folks just want to see those numbers. I gave you this much money. This is how much I got back. Good. You can stay. <laughs> it's not that hard. It's hard to let go of the guy who's showing you that he's making you two or three times your investment. So when I'm not doing that, I tend to see that slippage, especially especially when for smaller clients. My bigger clients, it, it tends to show a lot easier that everything's going well. But my smaller clients, I tend to lose uh, small clients when I'm not offering the communication at the level that I should. And so thinking about new ways, think about what are those complaints that people have in the business and to you, maybe and quite often it may be a communication issue. So how can you better regularly just create some touch points along the way to make sure people are returning when they should return? Some of us have businesses that require people to maybe return every month or every quarter or once a year. How are we keeping in communication with them, especially if it's a year-long process? What are we doing to continuously make, make sure that we're top of mind, that we're remembered, and when it's time to make that buying decision, once again, that it's the obvious choice. It's you and me. Hey, thank you for the thumbs up. I appreciate it. Okay, the, the, here's the uh, last of the three question and answer. If you have questions to put in the chat, feel free. I will be happy to answer them. Okay, how much do I need to start my business? Wow. Well, that that really just depends. We, you, obviously, there are a lot of businesses that just require you starting and starting by small, testing, trying new things. If, as we often talk about, going through the process once. If your business is consulting, if it's totally on you, if it's all about just pulling in supplies that you can that you can uh, easily purchase or obviously a service that you can do where it's just using your brain, great. You know, you really don't need much. You can start in your home and if you feel you need an office down the road, you can do so, even make that a high priority. Now here in Michigan, we have a lot of manufacturing and in the manufacturing world, obviously it takes investment and that's where you need to come together with a really good plan. And when you have a really good plan and, and actually show investors how they're going to make money back. And I think a lot of people, when they come up with a great idea, they're thinking about how they're going to make money. And now we're going to go find people to give us money so we can make money. But we forget about those people <laughs> that we want to give us money and how they're going to make money too. I've been around the angel investor world enough. and have talked with enough people who are involved in those processes to say, that's probably the number one thing people forget. And that's the investor. Meaning if you can come in with that confidence, remember the sales confidence we we're talking about earlier, you can come in knowing you have good numbers and that you have a great idea and you, they're not buying your idea, they're buying you. You have to sell you. 
And half of that is earning trust. We talk about sales is about trust where you need to earn the trust. Well, trust can be gained. Trust can be gained if you're showing them exactly how they are going to make money with your great idea. That's going to help you out quite a bit. <laughs> so that, that, that's, but starting your business, it's starting. You say, well, gosh, I need all this money. How do I get it? Well, get into the process. Start asking. You don't know what you need. Maybe you want to go for a bank loan. Well, what do you need for that? Well, I don't know. Okay, well, then go ask. Go ask the bank. Tell them, have them sit down and tell you, you don't have this, this, and this. If you have these three things, I usually see the loans go through. Ask those questions. So those are important things for you to consider. Okay, La last thing on my list, unless anybody has more questions, SEO. I have been working my tail off in the world of SEO. I've been doing it for over 15 years. And I've been doing a lot of tests related to SEO, search engine optimization. And I'm really having a good time with it. And I think I'm going to do a course at some point on this, just how we do the tests. In other words, really seeing what's happening in Google, what are the changes and what Google is favoring. And not only that, how to improve your website conversions while using SEO. A lot of times people think of A-B testing just while using pay-per-click, but you can use it for your SEO too and improve conversions. And not only that, when you improve those conversions, you're also gonna improve the SEO because that's part of what Google is looking for, is that positive reinforcement of conversions on your website and the the positive actions that they that Google wants because that shows that it's a good website. People are going there, they're getting what they want. And there are a number of factors that can count, I guess, as a conversion. But if you have a form of some sort and people are filling it out, that most certainly can be a positive conversion. So that's this week. I'll have a video coming out later in the week. What is it about? I have no idea. I haven't even decided what that is yet, but I have about a list of 10 things that I want to do videos on to help support you in the growth of your business. That's what I'm here for. And man, I know it's a broad subject, but let me tell you, I've been doing this a while. I've run across a lot of stuff. I've worked in, you know, with companies large and small. And if I don't know the answer, I can certainly support you in finding that right answer. And um, my area of expertise most certainly is in media and marketing, but I've been running businesses for 20 years plus. So that most certainly uh, makes a big difference in supporting others in growing their businesses. All right. You have a great day. We'll talk to you next Monday, probably four o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You have a great day.